Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10 at 10. I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. And we, I, I would say every week, but this isn't entirely true. Most weeks, we've not been here for two weeks because I've been away on holiday, but every few weeks we get together on uh, YouTube and we talk to you about the goings on in the HR world. So we're going to see how well I kept up to date with things whilst I was off on holiday in Wales. So I'll throw it straight to you, Kimberly. What's going on? Where do we start? Well, I think front and foremost, and it's a very boring topic because we've talked about it for 18 months now, but the rising cases and the potential waning immunity against COVID. Uh, there was a, a really interesting article in the um the BBC uh, and whilst the uh, the vaccines do reduce in efficacy uh, they do prevent uh, the, the the risk of more serious illness mm. but what is being predicted now by scientists is that we're all going to get COVID on a regular basis now yes. going forward we've got to get used to that hopefully each time you get it your immunity builds to it but in the short term you know have, however long that takes you know, a year, two years, five years, uh, businesses are really going to have to plan carefully for, uh, you know, managing their human resources. So, uh, you know, I think plan in advance for people to be off so you've yes. got contingency plans in place. Yes, no, I, th I think you're right. Um, interestingly, again, and watching the ups and downs of it is a bit of a challenge, but we appear to be on a slight decline on numbers again. But I think that's false because, to me, the big thing is what happens when schools go back, which we're right on the edge of. We've watched in Scotland the cases absolutely rocket as schools have gone back, um, even with all these vaccines. And, I mean, it looks like they're about to bring in a COVID passport for um, public events and things, aren't they? Yes, exactly. And actually, talking of Scotland, shall we mention their plans to bring in a four-day week? Well, yes. I mean, I, I have to say again, this one, I, I, I've read the article two or three times and I'm not clear what they're saying, in all honesty. The, the, I don't know if you've seen more than I have, but I've seen a BBC News story that says Scotland plans to introduce a four-day week. But I don't know whether they're planning on legislating for it for Scottish employers or I don't know whether or not it's a public sector Scotland bring in a four-day week and quite how they're planning on balancing the hours. My understanding is this is about work-life balance and about productivity and their intention is to allow people to kind of merge the, um, let's say, childcare difficulties over a four-day week over a 12-month period and adjust their hours annually was my kind of understanding. Mm. Yes, that's my understanding too. I think Legislation, as far as I'm aware, hasn't been talked about because it is a trial. My assumption, because it didn't, the reading I've done hasn't clarified. So my assumption is it's, you know, sort of everybody. And there's, you know, great appetite for it from employees. But I think, you know, I've worked on a part-time basis in the past. I've tried to do four-day weeks in the past. And all that ends up happening is you do the same amount of work in less days so you know i wonder 
whilst on the surface of it, it looks great, I wonder in practice how good it will be for employee well-being and therefore productivity. Four, you're, you're picturing four 10-hour days, are you? Ten? Gosh, more than that. <laughs> do, you, do you know, actually, we, we have a few clients, I think about locally, who do do a four-day week. Um, one that springs to mind, now I won't mention any names on air, but um, runs four 12-hour shifts. And then you have a three-day weekend, another four 12-hour shifts. So, uh, you know, they do exist. Um, to me, it's about how they get the balance. And I'm intrigued by this story, not least because there is no detail. Um, and as you say, if they're trying to do it countrywide for Scotland, the question is how does the Scottish government encourage private sector employers to get people to do uh, less for the same money? Um, so I, it's interesting, and I actually think this may gain more momentum because to me what's happened is an awful lot of people have been on flexible furlough and they've enjoyed the extra time with their family. They've reevaluated their life and said, I don't need that level of stress anymore. So they may actually leave the five-day-a-week job they've got with you and apply to another employer and say, I'd like part-time four days a week. And I think we're going to see a move towards that of getting the quality of life as a more important characteristic than career progression. But I'm not entirely sure the Scottish project is quite the way it's going to come out. No, the other thing that occurs to me in all of it is what we were just talking about with the COVID rolling on is forward planning. Mm -hmm. You know, how do organisations that work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, say, the administration behind organising it so that everybody can get their four days, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. And there's... I think, yes, employees will be thinking, yay, this is fantastic. Whereas I think businesses will be thinking, oh, my giddy on, you know, how am I going to cope with this? Well, we, we were talking, I was about to say last week, but clearly it was several weeks ago, um, about the increased stresses of HR during this crisis, weren't we? And, uh, do you know, I think we're going to see so many tech-led solutions as to how people plan their hours. You know, we've now moved to the point where you go in a restaurant and you scan a barcode at the table and you order your food from your mobile phone. Um, if we could do that for the purpose of, let's say, ordering a pie and a pint, surely we can do something similar for the point of view of work shift planning. Um, so I think there's going to be more tech-led solutions coming in. Um, yeah, and that takes us very neatly on to the right to work because there's a link there indeed. with technology. As you know, you said it first, Jason, uh, the right to work has been extended digitally until the 5th of April next year. Yep. Um, and it was always inevitable. because, And you've, you've got to bear in mind a couple of points here. The purpose of the right to work check is to verify that you are not breaking the, and if I recall correctly, it's the 2006 Asylum and Immigration Act, um, by employing an illegal alien, as the government liked to call them. Um, and the right to work checks are the only defence you have as an employer to say, I did everything reasonably I could, I have a copy of their passport on file, or I have a copy of their national identity card on file, whatever document you, you've 
uh, copied that meets the list of checks. Now, you only come a cropper of this problem if you hire that so-called illegal alien, somebody who doesn't have the legal right to work in the UK. So most of the time, if you are doing your right to work checks on video, as for example, we currently are at ASL, standard practice in our uh, process is we check when we video interview, um, you've seen it and you're very, very unlikely to fall foul of the law. So again, I think this is one that the way in which people are doing the checks is going to drive the practice. I don't, I, I just don't see it changing in April next year, Kimberly. I completely agree. I mean, we've seen how effective it can be. It's quicker. Um, it's more efficient. You can get people uh, recruited more swiftly. Um, and I think people will be, you know, very disappointed if it does change. Uh, I think, uh, and Michelle uh, on our call yesterday, uh, the webinar yesterday, was saying that, you know, she thinks it's very telling the length of time that it's been extended mm. to, which I think is also an indicator. Uh, but the reason I mentioned technology is that the government have said that they're going to do a review of the specialist, specialist technology um, yes. in order to make a firm decision. Now, we already know what specialist technology there is. It's out there. We've been using it. So, Well, no, I think I read, well, I say I read the same piece. I, I think I read it in the BBC um, this morning, possibly. Um, I think that what they're looking at doing, which is in all honesty quite exciting if you're an HR geek or something, but I think what they're looking at doing is bringing in technology quite similar to we use for the European workers' um, uh, settlement scheme. Yeah. Um, because what you can do now, if you haven't experienced it firsthand, is the worker effectively gives you a code, you type it into a platform, and it prints you a certificate saying, Kimberly Bradshaw is legally allowed to be employed in the UK by ASL. Yeah. And I go, phew, that's lucky. Um, <laughs> but I then have a certificate that I've printed from a home office computer which I can put in the HR file, and I then don't need a passport, I don't need identity documents, because I've got direct confirmation from the government. Now, it's not quite national identity card, but it is almost us all on a database. So if you are applying for a job, A, you go and apply to the employer, but B, it's your duty to then go to, let's say, gov.uk and say, I've applied for a job with Jason at ASL, I'd like a right to work check, please. And it emails me a code that I can print the certificate. I think that's the direction of travel. And I think that's going to change the way in which we do them. Mm. And I think that would be great. But as we know, governments looking into things takes about 48 years. So <laughs> slight exaggeration, obviously. Yes. I'm um, 47. We'll time, settle on. Jason. Um, we're, we're getting there, aren't we? I, I think the reassuring thing on that point, though, Kimberly, I'd say, is they have nailed it with the um, worker, the, the European Workers' Settlement. And that is working brilliantly at a point when it was starting a couple of years ago. Many employers were kind of worried as to how they were going to check. And we've got a really clean system. And I think they can just roll that one out and make it work. Mm. No, I completely agree. I think there's some very exciting things happening there, yes, which indeed. hopefully will make our lives easier going forward. Indeed, they will. So, But as you say, this is HR in 10. 
Um, and we've now been talking for 10. So for this week, again, we'll bring it to a close. Um, thank you so much for watching. And we shall look forward to seeing you again same time next week. Goodbye. See you next week. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.